So now that the season is over, let's figure out where, what everyone should do going into 2022. Should men's teams, people test the waters? More importantly, if people do decide to come back, what will that landscape look like as we'll have some new coaches? We'll have a few veterans. Are the new bloods finally going to take shape, move forward, or will the blue bloods be here to stay? Jersey Drake is here to talk about it on Freestyle Friday. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining us today, making us your first listen each and every day. Drizzy Drake, host of Locked On Seminoles, rocking and rolling every Freestyle Friday. We've got some good things to talk about in terms of men's basketball today. We know how the season played out for most, but of course, it's always best to evaluate how we move on and move forward and, you know, look into next year and all that good stuff. Drizzy Drake, how are we feeling? Feeling good, Ken. It's feeling good. Uh, yesterday, I celebrated, start, started my last year in my 20s. Oh, yes. Uh, Let's I go. A, I had my family over and everything else. And my my mom got me this. My, I'm a big, I'm not a big sweet guy, but when it comes to a cake, I'm a big chocolate. I'm talking on chocolate. And then oh. my girlfriend actually made from scratch her own buttercream icing and her own cake as well. So your boy was uh, eating pretty good last night. <laughs> you but, were kicked out. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. I, but I did wake up with a slip disc today. So I, I'm definitely <laughs> older. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> I, was about to say, I was about to say, you know, welcome to the almost 30s. It, I'm not going to say it goes downhill. Life definitely gets a lot better from a mental perspective, but your body does start to tell you, yeah, I ain't no spring chicken. I need to stretch before we when we wake up. You know, I need to do all that good stuff. So I feel that. But happy birthday. I hope you had a good birthday and all of that good stuff. And you're celebrating another year of life, another year of potentially having really good Florida State basketball, maybe football too. I don't know. Like, let's ho- let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's hope for that too. And also, I know my Marlins start opening opening day today, so okay. hopefully they can come back with a dub too. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a good uh, it's been a good few days. Are you happy to have what Derek Jeter away from the team? Um. Yes and no. I'm okay. happy that he was down here because my aunt actually does work for the organization. Apparently, he was a really good person to work with and everything else. But mm-hmm. overall, if when he leaving, if like some of the stuff coming out, apparently that uh, he was not very keen on sort of the direction of the team that's kind of holding on to prospects. I don't know where that's him or the organization. We'll find out in a year's time. But I mean, we'll see. But overall, like I'm, it's a bit more of a mixed bag for me. But he definitely did some correct moves when it came to like getting some of our starting pitching depth and also our farm system now number is top three in baseball. So I'm actually very happy about that. Nice. No doubt. No doubt. And we know when it comes to GMs, owners, CEO, all that good stuff, everyone's got to make business move decisions for themselves. And as we look into men's basketball today, a lot of people are going to have a lot of decisions to make. April 24th is when when players can decide whether or not they're declaring for the draft. Are they going to get an agent? Are they going to, you know, test the waters and all of that good stuff? So let's start with the team that finished on top in terms of how they finish in the NCAA tournament, North Carolina. Has a lot of questions to ask. You know, a really good season, right? A very unexpected season. I ain't going to hold you. We had a lot of hard conversations here on the show about North Carolina, and they ultimately did better than everyone expected, maybe except for them. They kind of probably knew, but they had to have a couple come to Jesus internal locker room meetings. Finish it with a national championship, come up short against Kansas, but, you know, we moved. Now we look at the landscape of the team, and you're saying to yourself, who's staying, who's testing the waters, and who's coming back? 
So, so I, certain, oh, sorry. I was gonna say we know for certain Brady's not. Everyone else, fair game. Okay, I was actually about to ask that because I see that Brady Manic is listed as senior, but I don't know whether or not the COVID year is like still in effect for someone like him because I know a lot of kids actually going to have that extra year of eligibility still left over. So then, I mean, my only concern is like, is Armando Baycock go? Mainly because he had the injury late in the late in the ter- and late in the tournament, and we all know we're we're going to see in the NFL draft in a few weeks that. The later the injuries, that does hurt your draft stock just a little bit. And Armando Baycott being six foot ten, being a big man, and it's being a lower body, almost like a, I think it's an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Also, potentially could be also part of his foot too, because that's kind of like goes down a certain way. So it's like, do you stay or should you go? And I mean, he showed out in the tournament how how effective of a big man he is and how physical he is in there. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a post with that man at all. Period. No, absolutely not. Sure. So to me, if I'm him. I would probably see my team doctors if they tell me that, hey, your recovery period is about maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. I'd go. Mm. You know, let's have an honest conversation here. Let's have a couple of Jesus here. If you look at Armando respectfully, I think when I think about him, it reminds me of Dayron Sharp in terms of like, you know, the talent is there. You see the opportunity and the potential there. I don't know if he is NBA ready, but why not go make your money and be a two-way player, do all that kind of stuff. G League is popping these days. Sure. Do I think that Armando would make an immediate impact on anybody's NBA team? I don't know. But why not, you know, go make your bread? However, with the NIL deals now, he making good money. So it ain't like he's hurting for a check or he's playing for free. So the landscape is definitely different for college players in general. Um, But I would say, you know, you might as well test the waters. And honestly, I think that every player on North Carolina's roster who is, you know, has some sort of on the fringe should go ahead and test. Why not? You know, don't get an agent, but just go see where you're at. Like RJ Davis. I think he should go test the water, but bring his ass right on back. (laughs) I think Caleb Love should go test the waters. And I think he should just go ahead and go. Um, Thank you for your service. (laughs) I, I, I like how you mentioned the G League because now it's finally the NBA has like a legitimate minor yeah. league system when it comes to like all these teams. And I mean, I look at Armando Bacon, I'm like, as a Miami Heat fan, I wouldn't mind that man being a Heatle in the late second round. I will I'll definitely take him to replace Omar Yachter at seven for a lot of reasons. Why? <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I do agree with RJ Davis and also Caleb Love too. And I mean, other than that, it's like, I mean, I agree. Like these kids now have NIL opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. But also, people kind of forget too that the NIL opportunities are for kind of your your best players. If yeah. we're being if we're being completely transparent here, it's a lot more difficult for your smaller role players or a player that we know might have a bigger year coming up. But like, also remember they're going up for market value, so it's going to be very difficult for some of them some of them to actually you know recoup that sort of you know competition you know directly to them. So to me, test it out a little bit. I agree with you. I do like how the NBA allows you allows you to hey. You know, we'll test you out. We'll give you a grade if you don't have an agent, and you can go around back if you don't like your grade. But we see all more often than not, not than not nowadays that like even if you get a a late second rounder uh, draft grade, you will leave. We, uh, FSU saw that with Balsa Copervita last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like in the day, you do what you got to do. When it comes to Caleb, I feel like you want to be the man, and I love how you lived and died by your shot selection. So. Go to the NBA, be that hero, be that one who gets on the ESP and highlights and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think that this team can recreate what they did this past year with what's coming in. Like, I, unless they find another Brady type manic in the transfer portal, I just think they need to ride out in the sunset, you know, and let it be what it is and like exceed expectations for this one year and then we roll. So I want Caleb to go ahead and do his thing.
Go ahead. I, I was actually going to ask that because, like, if with Hubert not winning the entire thing, right, with the squad, it's going to be a not a big job, but to be a substantial enough drop off where a lot of people are going to be upset, and then we're going to hear probably the same time next year, like if they lose in the you know round thirty two or sixteen, it's like oh this team you know fell short of expectations, like you know what happened last year, and then you people are going to forget that. Brady Manic is gone. Armando Baycott as well might be gone as well. Leaky Black is gone too. So it's like, I mean, so Leaky has some decisions to make. He may come back, which again, I love Leaky. I appreciate all that he's done for us defensively. I think if he were to come back, he has to spend the summer finding a shot. Like you have to be, a, you have to be a three and D guy. Like you cannot just be, you know, someone who's really good on defense and. You can't make but two points. And I get, you know, in college landscape, we talk about, oh, well, they people play important roles. If That's fine. But when, they, you know, push comes to shove, I need you to be able to put up at least 10. At least. Not saying every time. Average 10. That's Listen, man, just be the 3 and D. Just be the 3 and D guy. I mean, yeah. uh, Duncan Robinson, look at his film over at the Miami Heat. Like, he, my man can't make anything inside the arc, but he makes everything <laughs> else outside the arc and has a great podcast too. Folks. Danny Check Green, he needs to call up Danny Green Ooh, right now and figure out how to stay in the league, get into the league. You better figure out how to get a shot. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That'll be actually that'll be a great little buddy comedy over the summer, like Leaky Blocking Out, <laughs> Danny Green, you know, coming to Netflix series sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, legit. I think that they would be a great like one two tandem. He has to reach him out to him right now because again, they exceeded expectations. However, I think that, you know, in order to maintain or be better than you were last season, you're gonna have to have some tough conversations. But that's not just one that's just one team that is going through a lot of stuff when it comes to what to do next season. I want to talk about the Blue Devils because they got a lot of superstars and their whole landscape could look different as well. But as we know, we are into getting ready for the summer. This is getting a little warmer. So maybe you want to work out outside. Maybe you want a little snack as you do so. So you should head to Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein, and they are an easy replacement for your candy bars, they are better than a typical candy bar, and they give you a lot more bang for your buck with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to any other candy bar, and I'm sure you will not see the same benefits. Whether you have mint, brownie, coconut, almond, or some delicious chocolate treats, cookies and cream will be there for you. If you think Bilt Bar has a flavor that might be good, they'll make it. It's delicious, and it'll be good for you. Go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. So we're rocking and rolling here with Jizzy Drake of Locked On Seminoles, and we are talking through what changes are needing to be made for men's basketball. Of course, Carolina finished on top, but Duke was right there with him. One of the greatest Final Four matchups of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I thought that was a really good game. I don't care how many refs. Like, for all the drama I said about refs in the NCAA tournament, I felt like that was a very good game. Like, I thought there were more missed calls in the championship game than there were in that Final Four game. I think they, I really feel like they let them play. There were a couple, like, mm, okay, moments, but I think that went both sides. I don't yeah, know. I mean, they finally somewhat did their job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, no, I mean, like, it's, it is really funny. I, like, I haven't been able to get a chance to, like, discuss that. I mean, one, I don't know how you feel about Coach K, you know, losing his last game to UNC and becoming 50 against them. I know you're over the moon for that. And then also, like, it's, 
good to see the ACC after having what by our standards is a very down year for basketball across the board, still finding its way to have not one, but two teams in the final four. And then also we had several teams in the lead eight. I mean, Miami, like, listen, Miami, you got lost to the eventual national champion. That's yeah. nothing short of like, I believe remarkable. I had y'all yeah. going that far, but like y'all were overall a very damn good team. Yeah. And y'all should be right about that. And if you think about it, if you think about all the great North Carolina and Duke teams to have to play each other in the final four, can you imagine what that would have been like if it was like a JJ Redick or if it was a Danny Green and his team, you know, how incredible with all that talent, you know, on paper and, you know, in performance that would have been, you know, growing up. And you think about these two teams, which of course Duke was solid but they had their moments. This Carolina team was solid, but they had their moments. But for them to be the two teams that met in the national or final four of the championship series, it was just wild to me. Like I would never, you could have never told me that was going to happen. It's funny that we always discuss how like basketball has a lot more parity than football. But then at the end of the day, we had two, you know, natural blue bloods actually face each other in the final four and three of them overall being blue bloods. Villanova, it's, 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 it's good. They're getting there. They're pretty much, they're pretty much there. Oh, which yeah. is right over there. But like, to me, it's, it is interesting to see that, even though it's kind of funny how I think that uh, we had this Coach K retirement tour, and then it kind of ends. Uh, it ends like that, even though you hear some reports with Jay Will, you know, being like Jay Will's not happy about how everything ended. And well, he's, Coach you know, K said he's mouth, so. Yeah, Coach K said he's not coming back. So there was he was on some podcast I think, for Sports Illustrated, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good. It's time. I I don't have what well, he didn't say it in this so many words, but it was essentially like." talking about how Tom Brady was coming back and he's like, well, Tom still has the talent or, you know, the expertise to still compete at the high level. He's like, that's not the same case over here. And of course, you know, humble as he is, Coach Hague is still coach. He still can mentor. He still mm-hmm. can do a lot of things. But I think for him, maybe what he would love to do is be, you know, a bet, like not better. He's an amazing ambassador for, you know, the college basketball game and do some things kind of structurally that need to change that he probably couldn't do necessarily as a coach. Cause he's always been a good advocate, you know, in general for whether it's ACC teams or certain players or how certain systems are going or how they need to figure out NIL. But I think now that he can like take a step back, it doesn't look like, oh, I'm just trying to do this for Duke. I'm trying to do this for the game and keep this game going and progressing. So I think he's better suited to be in that side of the ball. Yeah, he definitely needs like a front office role or something like that, sort of like an ambassador for that. I think when uh when the 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 dream the redeem team came up in 08, I think he was the head coach for that team as well with uh uh Jerry Colangelo, I think was the GM, and he actually was able to make it make players want to play for USA again and yeah. not have the embarrassment that we had in 2004. Uh, was it 2004? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I also think that like at the end of the day, you know, as much as grief as we give, I could see him being someone who took over for like the NCAA. Not he would never do this, y'all. So just relax. But just in terms of how he looks at the college game and how things are structured and how things are moving, he's progressing with the times. We've seen that clearly from the 90s to the early 2000s. Like he knows how to change with the times, which we all can appreciate. But say all that to say, he had a couple players who were changing with the times and they were just as talented, one and dunners, 18 19 year olds typical stuff and now you look at this duke team who is going to have a new coach and coach shire all of that energy towards being the new system and i'm just curious your thoughts on who stays who goes but how do you feel like john shire is going to do so let's start with the who stays who goes when it comes to like paolo mark williams trevor keels right aj griffin jamie roach i don't i don't know what your jamie roach is but i think you should come back <laughs> maybe get off the bench because he had an excellent tournament 
about to say that man needs to come back and like play a lot more game, a lot more minutes. Yeah. I mean, he still played a lot in the minutes, but I think he definitely like showed it like, hey, maybe you actually can play not like maybe almost around him. Uh, Paulo's gone. Paulo should gone. Paulo should not come back. I'm sorry, yeah. that man's about to get paid and get drafted like in the top ten. <laughs> Uh, Wendell Moore is a junior, mm. I, and, and uh, in my personal opinion, if you're a junior at Duke, you're you're not gonna go before you graduate with a degree. I've not think I've mm. seen that actually for the most part all happen. Mm. So um, he should come back. I think he should come back. Trevor Keels and AJ Griffin. I mean, they're both freshmen. Um, they're probably gonna have their name in there mm-hmm. to see where they're at, and then I think it's smart for them to do that because then they'll be like, oh, I'm a uh, mid, you know, thirties round, thirties uh, pick overall. Maybe if I have another solid season, I can go into the the fringe lottery are like the 20 to 25. And, and you know, AJ got hurt during the tournament, but mm-hmm. he got hurt a little earlier than Armando. You know, we were talking about injuries, yeah. but he played through that shit. Like, I, excuse me, he played like he didn't even have an injury. I'm like, did this Joker roll his ankle or pop his knee or what? But, you know, we also thought that it could have just been a little bit nerve scared. It wasn't actually as bad as it looked. But, however, all I'm saying is, the man's, it was like, okay, let's play, take him to the back, put a couple quarter zone shots in, let's roll, because he was doing the damn thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, then that's, I mean, teams also <laughs> still look still look at that, too. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to play through some of these injuries, man, especially a game like basketball where, to me, it's the most athletic sport. You gotta be, it, the more athletic you are, the lot better you are at the game. It's the hardest sport to play for something for a lot of people, including myself and me being the round mound over here trying to hand it out. So, to <laughs> me, like, I think a more kids should stay because the recruiting class that uh, Coach Shire's gonna be bringing in is so well talented, yeah. and in basketball, when the bare talent around you, we see it. We saw it with LeBron, D Wade, and Boston they all put together. We saw it with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. Like when you have that talent surrounding you, you only look better. You only look good when you're all actually at that peak, uh, peak sort of a uh, athleticism and talent. So to me, like these kids will improve their draft stock if they do come back. And yeah. also, like maybe some of them were like, "Hey, we see what Hubert Davis did, right? Mm-hmm. He got all the way down to his first year." Why don't we do the same for Shire except win the whole damn thing? We weren't able to beat them last year, but maybe just one up them the year after. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, let me be very clear. Nothing takes away from that game. Carolina won. It's Coach K's last year. Cool. You can have John Shire win a national championship. It won't matter because you can never get a Coach K in his final year again. However, it would be it would say a lot about Shire in the new era if he were to take them to a national championship. Maybe he was waiting for the opportunity to do that. And I also think that, you know, in terms of you talking about people being really good, maybe those guys do want to come back and have just like a weight lifted off their shoulders and exhale. They don't have the pressure of Coach K retiring over their heads. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, they, I mean, like I said, with the recruits, they're bringing in Caleb Foster and Tyrese Proctor, two five stars, Jared McCann, another four, another five star, too. It's like the the pressure was all on them to win for 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 Coach K. Yeah. I mean, we 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 joked about how you know JJ Redick and like um, Jay Williams were like all like up in the grill like, hey, how y'all getting blown about UNC right now? What's going on here? You're ruining this moment. And yeah. so they had to deal that with former alum, deal that with basically the media, also yeah. deal with Coach K and the fan base. So it's like yeah. this year, what's the best way to kind of like rectify that? Yeah, and that's basically to run it back and you know do like the have a mulligan if you will. Have a 2016, well, 2016 North Carolina team ended up winning in 2017, where he's like redemption season. I mean, hell, Carolina could do that. There's so many storylines here. We always got some storylines when it comes to the Blue Bloods. But when I talk about the New Bloods and going into the season, are they going to change the tide? I know you want to talk about your boy Hammy. So we're right here with it. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sporting needs and information. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship. Shout out to Tiger. 
odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues. BetOnline is your continued spot for all of the sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're finishing up here with Drizzy Drake of Locked On Seminoles. Shout out Tiger again because my dog, you know, it takes a lot to play golf with a broke leg. You know, he is coming back, and I just think he is better for the game of golf. Like, I don't care what how he finishes. If Tiger playing, you know certain people. We, I'm tuning in. I am tuning in to Tiger and playing, although my aunt loves the golf, so, like, we watch it regardless. But we love some Tiger. We all love some Tiger. I mean, I, I like Tiger. I just don't like watching golf. I ain't gonna, I, I, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> That's all good. Podcast. It's all yeah, good. like that. It's funny. I, I equate it to like having your younger sibling play a video game. You have to watch them because your parents let you play. So I'm not, <laughs> like, I like like and playing the game is actually it is fun. Like hanging out yeah. with my friends, doing all that. But when it comes to just watching, I'm just like, is this how people feel when I tell them about baseball? Because I am just bored out of my damn mind here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, Tiger Woods, he's a blue blood of the golf game, we can say, right? Yep. But there are new guys like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, all the new age you know, players who are coming and trying to make a name for themselves, similar to the new bloods of college basketball and the ACC especially, the Florida States of the world, the Miamis apparently. They're trying to give you a little vibe when it comes to basketball. I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be a new season, new energy Will things stay the same in terms of, well, one, let's talk about the fact that let's not doubt the ACC anymore. And we're good on that. Number two, is there a new challenger? Can Florida State figure it out? They have guys a little bit older, a little bit healthier, transfer portal, see how it goes. Wake Forest, a team that has you know gone through uh, transition and Londez Williams is deciding to play for the draft. But still, you kind of know who Forbes is now, know what he can bring. Hell, even Boston College and Coach Grant, new energy. As much as we talk about, you know, Boston College, they made a lot of improvements last year. It might not be as quick as Wake Forest will be, but still, you never know. I'm never going to put anything past anyone around here. Yeah, but I'll say, folks, if you're we talking about bad, bad about the ACC, uh, take them on conference and name out your mouth. Shout out. <laughs> but no, with the um, it's Finally. interesting to see how I know we were waiting for that reference. For I know, two, right? About a week and a half right now. It took us that long to do it. But to <laughs> me, with um, it's going to be interesting to see how Miami re- uh, does next season, mainly because they do lose a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Karen Mcgusty is a senior. He's definitely going to be drafted. Uh, Sam yeah. Wardenberg, the same damn thing. Charlie Moore too. I mean, Isaiah Wong honestly also could go. So that should is a go. she should go honestly. I don't know if he's like he had a he had a damn good year. Go yeah, be I mean, a two way player. He oh, is yeah. so talented when he wants to be, and that's I got that's got to be frustrating as hell. <laughs> like when you have a player that you're like he's probably the best player on this court, just not today. <laughs> oh yeah, Jim Larry nigga definitely. If he didn't have hair, like he's already he's already balding or bald, like he definitely would have lost it by the end of the season. Like I'm like, damn Isaiah, you can do it. I believe yeah. in you. Like you right. just you gotta be locked in. But yeah, they're gonna lose a lot there, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they react. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the one of the teams that actually falls off and maybe be the one of the first four out next season. But yeah, who knows? We'll see how recruiting wise. And then Florida State, we did lose one of our assistants uh, yesterday. Uh, Charlton Young that's actually leaving to hang out as a coach with um. Uh, which is uh, Coach Gates over at Missouri, the former assistant yeah. under Coach Ham. So that's another system, the system that we lose. And also, uh, Anthony Polite is declared for the draft. Mm-hmm. We also see why Wilkes has also uh, entered the draft. And we're losing a lot. And now it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Ham kind of resets with this. Because mm-hmm. this is the first time he's had continuous coaching turnover actually within his staff. And this is a team that at times last year didn't really gel that much well. 
especially yeah. with the freshman coming in like a Jalen Worley and Matthew Cleveland, but we saw the groin pains. They also were super duper young. And to me, it's getting to the point now with Coach Ham that he's done such a great, such great thing. It's like, it's, is it too much to ask for him to bring, you know, this young team back to what we, we wanted to see, which is a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run? Because the one thing that Coach Ham doesn't have is a Final Four appearance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, quite honestly, with the 2020 team, when we had a Devin Vassell, a Patrick Williams, a Trent Forrest, that team would have won it all. I'm sorry. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard to see, like, how FSU – we might be actually be kind of asking, like, whether or not uh, basketball might be going back to being a, good, a decent good player. But now that we're a new blow, we kind of, like, want to keep pushing forward to being – keeping up with the Dukes and the UNCs of the world. You know, the draft kind of reminds – I mean, the transfer portal kind of reminds me of the draft now where you're going to have to interview kids and really see if they'll be able to gel well with the team because you know for most of them it's going to be a one- to two-year thing where they come in, they do their thing, and they move on about their way. So how coaches kind of finesse that is going to be very interesting. It worked for Wake Forest, right? It worked for North Carolina. I wouldn't say it worked for Duke because Theo John really didn't do much. But I really feel like, you know, you're going to be in a position to where if you can find a more senior leader or even a junior to come in and kind of take over or really get the minutes that he was looking for, maybe in somewhere else, and now he's here for you, it could really benefit your team and take you to the next level. Without Brady Manic, I know Carolina wouldn't be where they are, just flat out. So transfer portal, as much as people talk down sometimes, I think it could be a benefit to some programs. But for the ACC, we all know it's going to be interesting to see how they roll out because, again, you know, Coach Pastor's not going anywhere. Georgia Tech's going to figure it out eventually. He's a very good coach. He's the one who called UNC being a top 10 team early on, right? And a lot of people had to eat their words when they called him crazy. You know, we also see, you know, teams like NC State, they're going to have to have a whole transfer portal damn near, you know, all of that good stuff. So a lot of unknowns as we're heading into the 2022 basketball season. But for fun, fun sake, I think, again, ACC is still here, been here, will always be here. So the doubts can go away, and I'm looking forward to seeing more people join the conversation as we head into the new year. But that's all the time we have. Jersey Drake has you know things to do here. So I want everyone to know where Jersey Drake is, where they can find his work, and all that good stuff. Jersey Drake, please enlighten the folks. I'm in South Florida. Oh, you mean my handle? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my handle is uh, at tally underscore underscore drinking. You can follow my coast at Max Moody 17. You can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous and also at LO underscore Seminoles, the Knowles Anonymous account. That's where we engage with our fans. We also have a Discord tour where we basically do our mailbag Mondays. We do our things for each of our episodes. As always, everybody, you know, take care of yourselves this weekend. Have a good time. And uh, let's go, Marlins. You know, hopefully, don't make me depressed by May because uh, you have, <laughs> give me at least June to be somewhat excited about baseball for the season. You know, I thought you were going to drop your cash out because it's your birthday, you know, all that good stuff, you know. I mean, uh, I can do that too, man. <laughs> and we all know he likes cake. ¿Cómo se dice cake en español? Postre, dulce, solamente mm, eso. Sí. Okay. Well, you know, one day we're going to do a little Spanish episode. I feel it. It's coming. It's one of these days. Okay. Ooh, locked on SP. Okay, I feel it. We already we already coming up with new content. Just listen, I'll get the paella ready, get some arepas done, to the two some morcilla, some chorizo, solamente lo de Oh, we got you. We got Claro que sí. Okay. All right, oh. y'all. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Make sure y'all are smart and safe out here. Enjoy some baseball. Enjoy some Masters. Go Tiger. All of that good stuff for Candace Cooper Go and Jersey Drake. Until next time.